0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Football Talk Podcast. My name's Ozzy and I'm your host for today's show. Unfortunately speaking as a Liverpool fan, there is no other place but to begin with my review and that is the game between Manchester United and Liverpool. <laughs> so let's begin Cut right to the chase. Awful, awful performance from Liverpool. For me, they were pretty much second to everything. They showed no fight, no desire, no energy. Kind of like how United performed last week against Brentford when they lost 4 0. But this United team, they were the complete opposite. They showed intensity from the first minute, they were aggressive in their play, pressing from the front, and tenacious in every aspect. Some of the stand-up performance for me from the United team would include Malassia, who was very impressive in his left-back position. A player that I have seen play for finals last season, so I was familiar with him before he signed for United. Uh, He's a decent player. uh, Attacking-wise, likes to run up down the wing, but one-on-one situation, I think, is very strong and will be a great asset to United this season. Martinez, who's been getting a lot of negative viewpoints i guess from a lot of fans neutral and i would guess some united fans would say as well regarding his whole that his height being a sort of a center of attention when it comes to the opposition but in this game he showed a bullish performance to be fair tried to be very strong in his tackles very assertive in his play and yeah performed really well For me, he looked quite good alongside Varane as well, so that might be a pairing. I think you'll see a lot more for Manchester United this season. The goals itself, Sancho, lovely finish, showed calmness and composure in front of goal, sorted it into the corner. Rashford, for me, I spoke about this in my match reaction show yesterday. At that time, I feel like it was offside. I still believe it was offside. I feel like the lines are a bit more deceiving when it comes to VAR, but That's not me having a red hat on right now. That's just how I felt at the time and I still feel the same. But regardless, I feel like United deserved a win. They were by far the better team. I know if you look at the stats, Liverpool had more possession. They had more shots. It means nothing. I don't think we really troubled the hair in that game. I know we scored a consolation goal with Salah, but... That was pretty much it. I don't think we had many shots on target. And I think the United team defended really well. They had their tactics spot on. So another good performance from the manager in terms of his team selection, which was also a very big talking point where no Maguire and no Cristiano Ronaldo in the team. It shows a bit of his character, I guess, that he's brave enough to make those bold decisions where two players that would have been first on the team sheet last season, were arrested for this game. Obviously, his excuse was that, you know, we've got a lot of games to play. So that's why he's rotating. But I feel like this might be a sign in terms of how he sees his team set up. Maybe he doesn't have a lot of trust in Maguire, which, to be fair, is probably fair. I don't rate Maguire that highly. I know he plays well when he's for England, but that's another ball game itself. And Ronaldo, for me, Still a lot of uncertainty with his future. Will he stay? Will he not? I think he will end up leaving in terms of where he would move to. Not quite sure at this stage, but who knows? It remains to be seen. But, yeah, Manchester United, I have to be honest, great performance from them, great win. They probably have turned a new leaf right now with this win. The fans are jubilant right now, and rightly so. It was a big win against their rival. For Liverpool, on the other hand, now this might seem a bit reactionary coming from a Liverpool fan right now, but looking at how we've played in the first three games, I think we're in crisis. Sounds premature. I know it's match-week three, but we're in a bad position. We have so many injuries. I believe we have 10 injuries right now. We have an ageing midfield that looks like they're not capable of stringing a decent performance amongst themselves which is unacceptable for a top side is quite obvious. And a lot of the fans, despite how much you rate the owners, FSG in or FSG out, couldn't care less, but it's quite obvious to see Liverpool need reinforcement. I wouldn't even just say midfield. I feel like we need another attacker, someone to back up something, but challenge Salah's position as well, just for that competitive edge. And, more quality and depth in the squad but with our current owners who knows i saw early on today that a couple players linked including teleman for 16 million i'd bite your hand off right now to sign him he probably would have been my first choice to sign earlier on in the summer but right now for 16 million a proven premiership player i think he'd be fantastic addition to the team but At this stage, it feels like it's wishful thinking. I don't believe we will sign anyone. Let's hope when I do my next episode, uh, things have changed. So (laughs) we'll see how that goes. But on to the next fixture in match week three, Leeds United versus Chelsea. So this was a big, big surprise for me. Did not see this coming at all. It all really started off from a big howler by uh, Eduard Mendy, who... Unfortunately, wasn't quick enough to react or clear the ball at the right moment and led to the first goal for Leeds United. Not sure what he was thinking. Second goal, what a fantastic goal by the informed striker Rodrigo. Scores a fantastic glancing header. And yeah, he's in great form. If you've got him in your FPO league team, sorry, yeah, you're doing well in your league, I'm sure. Chelsea did have some chances. They had a chance with Sterling in the first half. Mount was close. I think it hit the side netting and James as well. But They never really, really troubled the goalkeeper, in my opinion. And I genuinely believe Chelsea's success will be depend- depending on signing a new striker this season. I think they desperately need one. I've already heard rumours today because they've been trying to sign Gordon from Everton right now. But I believe Everton want to have Gallagher or Brogia as part of the deal, which for me would be a missing... I think Gallagher is a fantastic player, so I don't think Chelsea would be in favour to let him go. Brogia, because he's not regarded as first-choice, they might let him go or send him out on loan again. But I think they need more firepower in this team. Havertz, for me, isn't going to be clinical cool enough to score 20 goals this season. Sterling does his best work on the left-hand side, in my opinion. Pulisic is a winger. He wouldn't he wouldn't really excel in that central role. But there aren't many options there, so time's running out. I know they've been linked to Cristiano Ronaldo. He'd be a good signing, but will it happen? Who knows? Yeah, I think we've got a week left now, so... Anything can happen in the space of seven days, but back to the game. I think uh, Harrison for Leeds United got the got the third goal, which was a quick reaction uh, in the six yard box. Nice finish from him. Kulabali was unfortunate; got a second yellow card, which obviously led to a red. Uh, for me, it was the right decision. The second foul was. Just yeah, poor, poor, poor play from him for Chelsea I wouldn't say it's worrying times right now but they do need reinforcements in that attacking half to really make a charge this season you see Liverpool aren't performing well right now so it might be a thing where they might pip to challenge City because right now it might be reaction but Liverpool aren't for certain, going to be challenging for the title or be second right now. We're in the top four race, and that's how I'm seeing it. So, yeah, <laughs> not looking good for Liverpool. It's got a comment here from Rush. Van Dyke hasn't been the same since he got his shorts pulled down <laughs> against Madrid. I'll be honest, it's probably long before that, to be fair. But as <laughs> obviously a bit of banter there, but it's true, he hasn't been the same player. I think pre-season he hasn't shown great form. I think the opening three games he's been so out of pace. His reading of the game, the positioning that he's taken as well, it's just it's just wayward right now. Last week against Palace, for me he should have been a lot closer to Zaha to stop that shot. He made a similar block against Rashford in the United game yesterday. But even the first goal that he considered and fair play to Milner gave him a game a good well-looking as well. And I think he deserved it because some players wouldn't step up to Van Dijk like that. But at the time, I think it was needed and he had to be told in terms of the level of performing is not acceptable right now. So he's not the sole reason why we're not doing well, but I think he's pivotal because if he provides that assurance and calmness in the back, I feel like it kind of goes and spreads around the team and allows everyone to do their job we a shaky defence right now, it's not helping anyone in the team, so difficult to point in terms of what is wrong with Liverpool right now, but yeah, I think every department we are below par, so yeah, not looking good for Liverpool fans right now. But back to the review, so Newcastle versus Man City, now what a fantastic game this was, full of goals, started off with Gundogan, who scores the who opens the scoreline with a great finish let's talk about him I think he's so underrated a player that I would love to see at Liverpool obviously he wouldn't sign for Liverpool now but I'm saying that type of player is what Liverpool needs he's so consistent gets his first show goes. goals I don't feel like he's spoken highly enough at City I think whenever he plays he's always consistent and can always be rel- relied upon so and can play multiple positions there was The time, I think, with the year before where he was occupying a false nine-stop position, he was getting a lot of goals. So, a great player to have in your squad. And scored last week, had a great one-two with Haaland to get on the score sheet and scored again this week. So, yeah, he's on form right now. Almiron was able to equalise for Newcastle with a diving header. Crowd goes wild. and That certainly gave the Newcastle fans and the team a lift. And it kept him going afterwards. Saint Maxim was proof of that. He provides a great assist for Callum Wilson, the man who scores a lot of goals in August. I think if you got him in your FPL team, yeah, he's not bad selection there. Nice finish from him. But Chippies free kick, what a beauty! The the Barry Beckham, as they like to call him, strikes again, and he certainly helped me. My FPL team, I added him last week. So fantastic goal from him. I think it was an, an astute signing when he joined in January. Obviously, he didn't play a lot of games last season. I think he got injured around February, March. But his impact was exactly what Newcastle needed. Experience, quality in the ball and fantastic in set pieces. And he'll be a big asset for them this season. But City showed their quality as always. Haaland smashes one from close range to grab City's second goal. And Silva gets the equaliser. Lovely free ball from Kevin De Bruyne. He's been doing that fantastically in the last two, three games. Really looks like he's up for it this, this season. Great point for Newcastle overall and fully deserved. I think they played some lovely football and they'll definitely do well this season, in my opinion. I don't think they'll be anywhere near the bottom half of the league. For City, yes, it's dropped points, but I will say nothing to worry about. They're pretty much in a one-horse race for the title because Liverpool aren't challenging. So, yeah, it is what it is regarding that. Next fixture, Bournemouth and Arsenal. So, the first goal, great play by Jesus. A lovely first touch and then dribble past a couple of players. through ball to Martinelli, who hits a nice left footed shot. And then the keeper parries it away, but ends up loosely going towards Elgard, and he places it with ease in the back of the net. Saliba probably scored the goal of the week, in my opinion. What a hit it was. Left foot strike outside of the box. Ridiculous finish from a centre-back. Fantastic start to his Arsenal career. I know he was signed a couple of years ago and some fans thought we'd never see uh, Saliba in an Arsenal shirt. So... I'm sure they're excited to see him being part of the, their defense and playing in great, great form right now. The third goal, nice through ball by Odegaard and lovely dink finish by Jesus to top off. A great individual performance, but also a great team performance by Arsenal. Arsenal have been fantastic this season so far. And one of my bold predictions before this inside was that there could be a dark horse to challenge for the title. Might be a bit premature to say that, but who knows? I think it's going to be very open in terms of who would challenge for the title. City are obviously favourites, but yeah, I don't think it'll be clear cut as to say it's just going to be City and Liverpool. I think Tottenham, Arsenal, Chelsea, and if United can keep up showing some good performances, they might be in the mix as well. So things have already spiced up in the Premier League, which is which is great to see for the neutral and the final fixture, uh, Wolves versus Spurs. I was really excited about this fixture, to be honest with you. One, because it was the debut of Mateus Nunes. And if you watched my previous episodes, you know how much I rate this player. But also intrigued by the Wolves lineup, where the midfield was Neves and Mortinho. And then they had Neto, Podence, Nunes, the new signing, and Guedes, who's also a new signing. So, very exciting lineup. Portugal FC there, more or less, which which we all know, but great mixture of players there. Neves Moutinho being the controlling midfielders there. Neto on one flank, Podence on the other. Nunes being that box-to-box player, trying to make things happen. And Guedes, a player that normally plays on the left or right. I personally think he's better up top. I remember seeing him playing for Valencia a few years back. And not not the best of comparisons but he reminded me of david silva in terms of how he moves around the box and some of his finishing uh, goals as well reminded me of villa so so yeah um uh, probably a bit of a high comparison there but just to show that i think wolves have signed a good player a player that is capable of playing along that front line so i think he'll be a good signing for them in regards to the game it was evenly contested Nunes was actually very close to scoring his opening goal with a header. Fortunately, it just went wide for him. Son, for me, doesn't quite look up to speed right now. Wasn't making the best of runs. And whenever he had the ball, seemed a bit erratic with his touch and finish. Nevertheless, he played a part in the winning goal. Took the set piece and then lofted the header from Perisic to Kane. He scored his 250th goal for Spurs. What a fantastic goal and a great achievement for the English striker there. And yeah, it was. I think it was a great win. Uh, it was definitely a hard fought. It wasn't a walk in the park. But just like Arsenal, I think they're looking very, very strong um, so far. So, so yeah, very, very interesting regarding. the the fixtures. I'll just have a quick look in terms of any other fixtures that stood out to me. So, Southampton beating Leicester City, that was a big one. I I just don't know what's happening in Leicester City. I did sort of predict that I don't think they'll do as well as people think in terms of challenging for a European place. But it just doesn't seem to have worked worked out for the guys there. I know they haven't signed anyone yet. So they're definitely freshening up. Already rumours regarding Madison leaving, possibly joining Newcastle could happen. Who knows? Harvey Barnes is linked to a move as well. As I mentioned at the top of the show, Thielemans, who was expected to have left now, is available for a lower fee. I think they just want to sort of part ways with him now. So, yeah, I'd happily, I'd happily uh, take him at Liverpool, to say the least. But, yeah, it's not looking good for Leicester City right now. Fulham and Brentford, what a fantastic match that was as well. Three goals to two for Fulham. Fulham have shown some great form in their opening games. And I feel like, I think they'll do well to survive um, their Premier League status this season. Not an easy win. Pretty much their rivals and it? West London rivals There's So, great win for them there. Crystal Palace and Villa. This was a fantastic win for Palace. Draw last week probably felt like a win considering how well they played. Zaha scoring a brace, for me, he looks in great form. Eze as well, showing a lot of silky play with his nice touches and dribbles. Uh, you've got Mateta as well, who I think is the more favourable striker for Palace, I think, under Vieira. I know he started with Eduard last week, but don't think he has full trust in him in terms of getting the goals. Mateta, whenever he played, he's always on the score sheet. So, who knows? Palace might be in for a striker at this stage. Not sure who they're linked to. I know they were linked to a striker from Marseille, but hasn't been any further rumours or discussions regarding that. So, yeah, they've had a fantastic start to their season. And West Ham losing to Brighton. Brighton, for me, beat expectations all the time. I feel like they play such amazing football, and that's credit to the manager, Graham Potter, there. I think he's very underrated. And you really have to watch how Brighton play. They play probably, I think, outside of the elite teams in the Premier League. I think they play the best football outside of the top four. So expect to see some shocking wins from them this season as well. I think they'll definitely be a surprise package for, for a lot of teams this season. And yeah, that's pretty much Matrix free three as a wrap-up. So before I conclude the show, I'll just quickly announce... The winner of our FPL league in terms of my performance what did i get i got 41 points which i was very disappointed about but it wasn't the highest scoring week in the fpr league to say the least but in my league there was a gentleman who got some great points got 72 points and that's benedict naweri of bankley fc so well done to benedict for grabbing some good points there You're below me in the league. You're 52 position. I'm 41st, so I've got a lot to do to climb up that league. But yeah, well done to you. And let's hope you get another good points in the next match week coming up. But that pretty much wraps us up for today. So thank you guys for tuning in. If you haven't already, please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. I think this week will be... I think we've got Match Week 4 coming up. Unfortunately, I won't be doing an episode this week as I'm away on holiday. So, who knows? Follow me on social media, AussieFTP on Twitter and Aussie.FTP on Instagram. I might just do an impromptu episode whilst I'm on holiday next week. So, yeah, be on the lookout. If not, I will on my return, I'll be doing a preview of Match Week 5. As I know, there's games being played next week as well. So... So yeah, hope to see you guys soon. And yeah, take care and enjoy your weekend. Good night.